Hello friends, day 52, bar is closed. Tonight I want to unpack a little bit more of this conversation around success and uh, alcohol, or drugs, drugs and alcohol, excess. So I got turned on to music at a very young age, three, four years old. I was already, you know, kind of naming bands and deeply intertwined with music. By the time I was kindergarten, I had a turntable and was written albums from the library and uh, my parents were into music, my stepfather and my mom. And so, you know, I was surrounded by it quite a bit. My mom was very much in love with music, still is. And so, you know, with that being said, I think, you know, what has shown up for me in all this time between second grade and turning 50, February 5th, is, is that, you know, all my icons that I looked up to all were involved in some form of excess, particularly alcohol. Right, you know, I mean, Led Zeppelin, Ozzy Osbourne, Van Halen, Jimi Hendrix, Jim Morrison, Janis Joplin, you know, the list goes on and on and on. And, you know, actors that I loved, comedians that I loved, everybody that was turned out to be somebody, you know, seemed to use the potion to get there. And I kind of felt like growing up, you know, as low income as I did and you know, not a lot of, in a small town in northern Idaho, and as a creative person, I think I'm, you know, most certainly a very creative person. I thought, could I become the next David Bowie? Could I, you know, I mean, I didn't really plan on anything like that. I wasn't, like, going for it, but I kind of felt like being inspired and being creative and being passionate and being indulgent and being, you know, participating in excess, and those were winning formulas. They they were going to help me find my way to the promised land. Yeah, you know, some kind of higher self, some you know beyond the spiritual stuff that I practiced. I mean, it seemed that you needed to kind of destroy yourself in ways and to go down the rabbit hole of excess and to pure purge yourself with these potions. And I never even thought of it as poison at any given time. And even seeing the people who died from this excess. They died celebrities. They died fully expressed, I guess, you know, it seemed. And I think that's something that I've been searching for my entire life, is to be authentically and fully expressed. And then I had hoped that along the way that my creative endeavors would great opportunity for my family and I, and would give me an opportunity to fully explode my human into the world of some, some sort, some way. And I'm 49 right now. I'm getting ready to turn 50. I'm very happy with the life that I have had, but I'm not that. I've got no albums. I've, you know, I didn't practice music for the last 20 years. I mean, I took a different journey. And so as I'm, you know, wrapping up this first season of Bars Closed, and I've been on a bit of a vision quest here for the last week over the holidays, traveling old back roads and up and down and out of mountains and valleys and rivers and hot springs. And I just spent the day today, you know, hitting a ski hill and feeling that, that blistering snow on your face and, you know, then down to the hot springs and all of that stuff, you know, for me, I feel very present and I feel very sober, obviously, but I feel very present. And I'm, I even walked by, a, you know, like some alcohol in a bar today and it all looked like pretty potions up there, right? Like I didn't feel like a drink. I've got no urge to drink. I'm so far past any of that at this moment. So, I mean, I can tell you that for me, at least having spent 20 years not taking the time to get a handle on my drinking 
and even know why I'm doing it or even to know what is too much or what isn't enough, you know what I mean? Like, or, you know, my behavior, you know, in some cases I, I look back at some of my drunken behavior and I swear I'm an Indian and I'm allergic to alcohol. And so there's, you know, certain levels of theater and drama and sorrow and pain and grief and howling at the moon that I've done on the booze. And, uh, but I thought that was normal. And so I thought it was the path to success, success being prosperity, being fully expressed, making some kind of creative contribution on earth, having other people sing along, if you will, having the next generation, my own sons, grow up with an inspired father, somebody who's creatively put things out there in the world, maybe have that touch them in some way and they carry it on in their own way. And the legacy is left behind when I go. And I'm not saying all that is behind me now. I mean, actually, turning 50 is a very interesting thing. And I'm, I'm not a big ageist, but I feel like, you know, I, looked, I look at some of the other people now that I look up to, and they're in their 60s and their 70s. I mean, there's, there's a lot of life ahead of me and a life that I can look forward to and I'm excited about, especially being as creative as I am now and having the opportunity to work for some of the companies and that I have and learned as much as I have creatively. I feel like the best in me is yet to come, but I don't have to destroy myself to get there. I don't have to, you know, get all crazy to be that person. And maybe I do to be that person that I thought. Maybe that's part of that. Problem. I don't know. I don't have any of that figured out. But at least now, I, I, I'm not subscribing to that. It's just not for me at this time. Or, or I, missed the, I missed the beat on that one. I missed, I missed that path. You know, I could have maybe if I stuck with it or other things in my life would have, you know, not played out like I, they did. Maybe that would have happened, but that's not to even be wondered with right now. So now I'm really in this place of, okay, I get it. So then I transferred that whole booze success thing into my corporate world, and I transferred it into my media stuff. And so it was all still, and I asked for permission quite often from everybody, like, wait, why, why would you tell me that I can't do this when this seems to be the winning formula for so many others? And I seem to be handling my business, and I seem to come up with good creative stuff, and I seem to be inspired and passionate and loving and giving and you know i just think like why you know why would i be criticized when no one else is when our great heroes are and of course we've talked about why and it's the same reason why i would do that for myself right now but it makes more sense to me and that's that's a good place going into day 52 and it's like why the why and i think that's how we started out here why and now the main piece for me outside of the fact that you know, there's this kind of underlying resentment at life being the way it is. Like, you know, for me, when I grew up in, in, in low-income life, I don't want to say poverty. I don't want to, I don't want to dog it. But like, you know, growing up the way I did, you know, I, I felt like I um, lacked a lot of confidence or I didn't have a lot of stability. And so therefore, it made all the more sense for me to be a creative person. I wasn't, I didn't come from middle class or upper class families who seemed like they had good heads on their shoulders and people supporting them to get to where they were going to go. And they had a different path that, you know, I was I admired, but I didn't think that it was a path that I would ever be able to participate in. And I didn't even know that it would be something that I want. And so I just figured the only way to get me out of that small town and, and to get me into life and to get me is I had to take the leap. I had to be the extreme. I had to do the excess. And in having children and being a family man and showing up at corporate jobs, that all moderated itself down you know, giving up being David Bowie, if you will, or Lenny Kravitz or Tom Waits or, you know, um, 
I could just keep going, Leonard Cohen, you know, something of the nature of a creative giant in my mind. Now, when it's all said and done, that was all just a false illusion. And that, yeah, I then started to look at, unlike I feel it now, where I, alcohol was something I could do often, daily, um, whenever. Didn't even have to think about it. It, wasn't, it was like drinking water. Now I drink water. <laughs> now I'm going to drink tea. Now I'm going to drink, I'm going to still take in liquids. It's just not booze. And when I do do booze, I'm going to selectively do it because it's my time and I get to enjoy it because I still, I'm still working with that reality is, is that I can have a handle on this. I can be empowered with this. And I want, and I'm loving the sobriety and I'm loving the clarity and I'm loving all that. So we'll see, right? This, this show's not going away. We'll see. But at this point where I'm at now is boom, got it clear. You thought that this road of excess and alcohol and drugs and sex and rock and roll was your route. And that even when you took a middle way, you still made sure to integrate all that so that you could still get to that place. And I don't need to get there anymore. I'm happy to have reached that point. I'm happy with the life the way it is now and where it's going to go. And I'd rather choose to do it in a sane and sober, moderate and healthy way. So we'll try that. That's it. Day 52. Bar is closed. Thanks. <laughs>